Few things are harder than the mission of raising your kids. At The Dad Project, we get experienced dads to reveal what's worked for them, offering practical, time-tested advice. Being a successful dad is tough, and we're here to help you get it done. Welcome to The Dad Project. In this episode of The Dad Project, Farrell Sheehan discusses how dads can be good financial stewards for their families. Farrell is a medical student in Albany, New York. He and his wife have two children. When I first started to think about what I wanted to say, the only thing that came to my mind with financial planning was those cheesy books that you always see in an airport bookstore. They kind of have funny titles like The Six Steps to Financial Freedom, Incredible Money Makeover in 10 Days. They all have kind of a shiny cover. There's a man with a suit. He's kind of got a funny smile. I think his only really financial plan is to sell a lot of books to bored people at the airport. But seriously, it's an important topic for us fathers to grasp because the bottom line is that prudent financial planning can really help us facilitate a lot of the noble dreams that we have for our family. So what initially had prompted me to start thinking a bit more earnestly about my financial plan was a change in the life of my family. I went from having a comfortable job in a large consultancy firm to living the life of a medical student, trying to figure out how am I going to support my family on savings and student loans. My life circumstances threw me in such a place that I was forced to sit down with my wife and think, what is the best way that we can live a dignified, happy family life on such a tight budget? So the advice that I'm going to share in this episode is really the fruit of a lot of the conversations that I had with my wife. And so I think if you don't remember anything else from this episode, it's important to spend at least once a year, sit down with your wife and make a plan. Okay, so my thoughts on family financial planning really follow a stepwise pattern. First, come up with a broad family outlook for spending money. This is kind of your foundation your philosophy, how you're going to spend money, why you spend money, why is it important to spend money. Next, establish specific yearly goals based on that particular outlook that you've come up with. These are big ticket items like we're saving for a new car or maybe a house remodel. Lastly, we have to learn to connect the purchases that we make every day to those goals that we have already set up. So let's start at the beginning. Establishing family financial outlook. I think it's important to start from the basics here. What is money for? When my wife and I were kind of going through this process, we wanted to avoid using our money as only a means to do fun things, using it as just a tool to escape the drudgery of all the work that we do to make that money in the first place. So the answer we came up with first is that money has to be a tool that we can be used to provide for the basic needs house over our head, food at the table. I think this is obvious. But besides that, we want to make sure that our money is always aimed towards the flourishing of everyone in the family, educationally, socially, culturally. It's this broad outlook that guides the specific goals that we set for our spending each month. So let me give some examples of how this outlook specifically looks like. I'll break it down into two areas, in the home, outside the home. In the home, it means that money is used to create a cheerful environment, 
a place where the family can easily recuperate from work and school, a place where the education of children is easily facilitated, and overall a positive place where friends and family can gather, feel at home, and spend time in conversation. I think outside the home, it means the money is used for transportation needs that make the task of each family member possible. It also means educational opportunities for everyone in the family, particularly ones that help us see how our work and relationships can be real opportunities to solve the problems of human life. This outlook also includes family excursion on weekends and vacations when possible. These are means for unique teaching moments, family bonding, and rest that allows us to return to our day-to-day with renewed energy. Finally, our outlook also includes using money to support charitable organizations, particularly when these charities are dedicated to alleviating some serious problem in our world that our family might not be able to help with in our day-to-day lives. I'm thinking in this way of contributing to organizations that might help with the homeless or addicted, or maybe setting up a school that's really committed to developing leaders of, for the, to better the world. Or maybe some political cause that you really believe will further the common good of society. I share these practical points of our outlook because they should be seen as a set of examples that can help guide us in creating a certain framework on your own. And it's a framework that will help us decide the specific financial goals that we want to set out each year. Alright, so now it's time to talk a little bit about how that outlook leads us into our specific goals. As I mentioned before, I think it's a good way for you and your wife to sit down, set aside some time during the year, and go through and think, what are the big financial goals that we have? These can be things like um, avoiding credit card debt, saving money for school tuition, a down payment for a new house, vacation, and setting aside money for one of those charities. I think the key is to think through what are the big ticket items that I'm trying to achieve and how do these items specifically tie into the financial outlook that my wife and I have decided on. Once we've decided on these specific goals, I think it can become a good idea to create a separate savings account. You know, a place where you can pull money each month and see the progress that you're making towards that specific goal that you're saving towards. And then every few months, take some time to consider, all right, how's my progress going? Are there any obstacles getting in the way of me achieving the goal? Are those obstacles justified? Or were they perhaps some superfluous spending? I'll try to give an example from my own life to, to drive this point home. A couple of years ago, my wife and I were trying to set aside money to buy a car. So the first thing we did was try to think, how does buying a car fit into the outlook that we have already set up? Sort of the broad philosophy of why we spend money. Okay, so we thought, well, we're moving from a big city with plentiful public transportation to a city with far less public transportation, a place where all the shopping we needed to do, grocery store, clothing store, big retailers, would no longer just be walking distance or a few subway stops away. So it made sense that we would buy a car. Otherwise, it would be impossible for us to do our normal jobs if we were spending an hour taking two buses just to go to Target, when it otherwise would just be a 15-minute drive away. Okay, so we've kind of justified this big financial goal that we had. It fits into our overall, overall outlook of about how we use our money. And now it's about trying to save for it. So I went ahead, I created an account, you know, just something uh, within my own 
banking system and just another savings account. And I started putting money money aside on a monthly basis to pay for the car. And after a few months, I started to check. All right, how am I doing? I'm trying to buy this car in the summer. Am I going to achieve that goal? I'm about six months out from it. And I noticed, you know what? I'm not going to reach the goal at the rate that I'm going at. All right, what are these other expenses that I have? What are getting in the way? So I look a little closer, and it seems, well, maybe if I ate a few times less per month out at restaurants, maybe if I decided to take public transportation a few more times per month instead of ordering that Uber, I'd be able to throw in that extra $50, that over the course of a few months will get me towards the goal that I had at the end of the summer. This is just an example for my own life, but I think it highlights the sort of consciousness that we have to develop as fathers if we're going to be good financial stewards for our family. We have to be systematic, have a set of questions each time we are trying to achieve a financial goal. Is this goal in line with my outlook? Am I making progress towards that goal? And what are the obstacles that are in my way? And are the obstacles justified or not? So once you have taken the time to think through the specific big purchases that you want to achieve, I think this is really where the hard part comes in. It's about executing on that plan to save towards our goal. I think the key in execution is developing a habit of spending awareness. I know we talk a lot about virtues in this podcast, and I think this habit of spending awareness is really the manifestation of prudence when it comes to spending money. What I'm trying to say is that for the prudent man, each purchase must be aimed towards those goals that are supported by the outlook that we had already defined in the first place. It means that we have to get in the habit of help of asking ourselves each day, how does this specific purchase that I'm making connect with my overall goals? All right, here are some practical points that have helped me practice this habit of spending awareness. The first thing that my wife and I do is we set aside a certain amount of so-called pocket money each month for ourselves. You know, this pocket money, it's just for little expenses that we personally have. You know, you could imagine setting aside something like $100, and this will differ for the specific circumstances of each person. But it's money that's going to be used for, you know, I'm going to get a beer with my friends this weekend. I'm going to go, you know, get that new book that I've been wanting to read. I'm going to buy an afternoon coffee, go out to lunch at one of the food carts, where normally I might just bring something from home. This kind of spending, pocket money, it's easy to just like, you know, chalk it up to these are normal monthly expenses. But if we set a budget and we challenge ourselves to stick to whatever reasonable budget that we had, we can try to attempt to save a few dollars each month and maybe put that towards one of our financial goals. Or even just use that extra money to do something nice for a member of our family. For instance, this could mean, all right, I'm going to refrain this week from buying that afternoon soda. All right, after a few days, I'm going to use that money and I'm going to buy some flowers for my wife. Perhaps we could easily afford to do both of these things. But it's this habit of living, the habit of spending awareness, that we can clearly see that there are concrete ways that I can bring my spending habits more in line with the ideals that I had originally set forth to use my money in order to make the life of those around me more pleasant 
And this often means sacrificing my own needs and wants in little ways in order to make the life of someone else and my family a bit more pleasant. When we build that habit of putting our desires second to that of the family and the little things, I think it will be much easier when it's time for us to make big financial sacrifices on the part of, for the sake of our family. The next practical point that I had was to use some app or database that allows us to see all the purchases in one place. And then once a month, comb through the purchases that are made, especially the recurring monthly items, and see, you know, were there any changes? For example, why did our grocery bill go up this month? When it's all in one place on an app or some database on our computer, I think we can more easily see, okay, it's changed this month. Why did it change? Were those changes justified by the family financial outlook that we had already set? Well, maybe our grocery bill went up this month because we had a big party with friends. Okay, that's fine. It makes sense. This type of expense falls in line with the outlook that we had originally set out. And it, it was okay. It's not going to break the bank. And it was a justified change in our monthly habits. But it's only if we have some easy way that we can easily check in 5-10 minutes that we're even going to begin asking those questions, getting in the habit of those questions of, are my expenses changing each month and why? Finally, the habit of financial awareness calls for frequent discussions with our wife, especially about purchases that we're making outside of our normal monthly expenses and that pocket money that we have set aside. I think most of us will do this or buying a new car, or thinking about spending a lot of money on a vacation. But it also should be true of the smaller things, like, you know what, um, you know, I need a new winter jacket, a new pair of shoes. Maybe I want to get tickets to a concert for one of my children. When it becomes normal for us to ask our spouse what they think about us getting one of these things, and vice versa, then it's going to be easier for us to live this habit of spending awareness. It's going to be easy for us to make sure that our purchases are connected to the goals that we had already set forth. All right, well, before I conclude, I want to emphasize one final point that I think really underlies everything that I've discussed so far, and that is flexibility. The goals, the financial goals that we set, the timeline, the budget, they can't be these hard rules set in stone. Because life is always changing. The circumstances at one moment may require of us something very different than the circumstances of the next moment. And it's important to understand when we might have to switch our monetary figures for one of the financial goals, or even the timeline that we had set for one of those goals. In this way, I think flexibility can be a tool for us to avoid just being a miser with our money. So concerned about, all right, we set these goals, we have these ideals, we're trying to make them. And instead, the flexibility allows us to be truly prudent spenders, people who are generous when needed. I'll give one just small example to drive this point home. Say it's reaching the end of the month, you've already spent all that pocket money that you use for your little expenses. But you know that a good friend of yours had lost his job, or he's just in a bad spot at the moment. It's this type of situation that I think flexibility is really called for. The really prudent thing is not to say, you know what, maybe next month I'll go do something. Uh, you know, I already spend my $100 for the month. That's it. I think the real prudent thing is to throw whatever goal that we had out the window and do something for our friend that's going to cheer him up. It could just be a small thing. Go to the movie that he might like, 
just inviting them to grab a couple of beers over the weekend. The important thing is to remember that these financial goals and timelines are not the ends that we're serving, but it's that outlook that we had originally set up. That's what has to be the real driver for our spending. That outlook is grounded in using our money to make the lives around us a little bit better. So to just wrap up everything I said, take time with your wife, create a f- family financial outlook that influences your yearly, monthly purchase goals. Try to get into the habit of allowing those financial goals to influence the daily purchases that you have. These goals should be always in the back of your mind and really connecting them to the outlook that we, you had already set out. And finally, don't be so rigid that your financial goals become a chain that tie you down in a way that you really lose sight of why you want to use money in the first place. And that's to help our family and those around us truly flourish. Hey, thanks for listening to The Dad Project. If this talk was valuable to you, please go to our website at dadproject.net and make a voluntary one-time or recurring donation to help support our operations. Any amount helps. Catch you next time at The Dad Project.